my hot dog's dead. My pizza's dead. My cupcake is dead. Oh, uh, my donut's dead. My burger's dead. My milkshake is dead. All of our favorite foods are totally dead. They cannot procreate in little food beds. We'll eat them up and turn them into stuff. And we'll cry over their graves, but you can't cry enough. When, When you, you miss, miss someone you love, you, you can't, can't cry, cry enough. enough. Hello, hot dog nights and vampire moviegoers, and welcome to My Burger's Dead, episode 12 of Flooping the Pig. I'm your favorite monster drinking from a volcano, Brad Garoon, and with me as always is Party Justin, Houston, and the ancient psychic tandem war Kevin Ford. Today we're gabbing about episodes 45 through 48 of Adventure Time, as season two begins to wind down. But guys, I gotta be honest, I'm really sad that there are no new episodes of Adventure Time happening right now, so I need Justin to take over and tell me about Mystery Train. Yes, absolutely I will. And it's not like it's even going to be gone for long. Like most shows, they leave for, you know, if, if you're a Mad Men uh, fan like I am, it's just agonizing how they're going to draw this out. But with Adventure Time, it's there's tons of episodes, and we're getting new ones soon. This particular episode, Mystery Train, uh, has to do with Finn's birthday. Jake has this surprise for him. And he says, we're going on a train to the surprise. So they get on the train and there's uh, a murder. And uh, Jake sort of suggests, hey, maybe we should get off this train. This is kind of crazy. But Finn is enraptured by this uh, whole thing, this whole mystery of, of who could be, uh, you know, who the culprit is, essentially. Um, and there's an obvious culprit, a culprit in this very sort of uh, gruff a uh, very creepy train conductor, but Finn dismisses that right away and keeps kind of moving on to other people and it just has these harebrained ideas. Jake gets kind of more and more agitated as the episode goes on that he's kind of trying to lead him in certain ways to make certain choices, but Finn just keeps dismissing them outright. And so finally, after literally everyone in the car is dead on this train, he finally comes to the conclusion that it must have been the conductor And then in his arms, as they're celebrating, Jake dies. And by the way, everyone dies by, like, it goes out black, and then there's a skeleton there. So it's not that grisly. It's kind of, for skeletons, it's adorable. Anyway, so in the end, he goes chasing after the conductor, and he's about to kill him. And it turns out it was Jake all along. He had painted himself and made him up to look like the conductor. And unfortunately, a stray sword shot has messed up the train. The train goes off a cliff. They're going to die, but they hit some jello. And hey, there's a party there. And as they're eating cake, Jake reveals that that jello thing was not planned, that they almost died a fiery death. I like this one a ton for a lot of different reasons. Kevin, what did you think? I agree with you. I really enjoyed this. I'm a sucker for a good murder mystery. So seeing one on Adventure Time was really cool. Also, anytime they change the scenery, like having an entire episode on a train, which they don't do ever, was really interesting. And I did not see the twist coming, so I thought it was a good one. Though uh, there was a poster behind Finn and Jake the whole time that said, watch out for UFOs. So I thought that could have been foreshadowing something, but it turned out to just be an innocuous sign on the train. But I thought it was really funny, a lot of fun, big time thumbs up for this episode. There were some clues throughout the episode that, that things were amiss. Like when the conductor came by on his skateboard, 
and put his hand against the the wall, I guess. When he skateboarded away, he left pink paint on the wall. So hmm. um, it was very brief, but yes, yeah. it was there. And I actually caught it in the first run of the episode. This was actually pretty pretty cut and dry for me from the beginning. I don't know why, but I was pretty sure what was going on. I don't, was it was it obvious for you? I wouldn't say it was obvious. I was with Finn. I mean, I like that he kept calling out the tropes for murder mysteries. Like, it's never the yes. creepiest guy. It's never right. the first guy you expect. I thought that was great. So I didn't, I, I wouldn't say it was obvious. Once it happened, I thought it was great. If you go back through the episode and look for Jake to, because what Jake does is he takes part of his body and makes that the conductor while, and part, and his face has to be part of it because the mouth has to move. And he makes that the conductor, so he has to be covering his face whenever the conductor's around or not be there. The part where he puts the program over his face, when they do the flashback, you see that he had the bottom part of his body slither on the ground to go behind a wall to make the conductor. But you don't, if you go back and look, that that's not there and they don't cover it up so well. I don't know, I had mixed feelings, but in the end... In total, I thought it was very cool, very well done. I like that Finn got a new sword in this episode. This was the episode I was referring to before. Ah. Yeah, I had totally forgotten about the root sword completely yep. and utterly. So cool looking sword. Is the uh, is the train the first type of transportation we've seen in Adventure Time that's not like a carriage or like a horse and buggy or something like that, or like a bicycle or something like that? You know what I mean? Like a, like I don't think we've seen like a car or anything of that nature. More than likely. Yeah, I think that's right. And we don't see the first. It's interesting because a lot of the stuff, like cars, planes, boats, well, not so much planes, but cars and boats, they'll start to filter into Adventure Time, but those start to look like things that were invented in our time and then left over, like pre-Armageddon stuff, which which I believe is we, we start talking about in the next batch, stuff that happened pre-Ooh when the world was still Earth. But this train looked like it was invented by, what did we decide to call the Oohs, the Ooleans? The Ooligans. Ooligans, right. It looks like it was invented by or created by the Ooligans and not by humans. So uh, it, it does get more interesting when they start incorporating more things that are from our time than from Ooh time. Yeah, infrastructure is really not established until one of the better. I mean, it didn't have anything to do with it, but there's an episode called Root Beer Guy from this past season that just in, in background shots and in Root Beer Guy's day-to-day occupation – really establishes a, a, an infrastructure that's kind of it's very adult and would be it's totally lost on kids but it's kind of interesting that they would take the time to, to do that and this seems kind of like an early I mean it's really just a plot device but it is kind of part of it root beer guy is a very interesting episode because it, and this doesn't spoil anything it just really fleshes out the candy kingdom in season five they're, they're gonna end up doing there's because there's so many episodes they're able to do a lot of episodes that aren't about Finn and Jake they do what the Simpsons really should do, which is episodes about uh, side characters so that Finn and Jake stay fresh. They do that recently, it seems like, more now than they did in like its, uh, its glory years. Right. Here's the difference. The Simpsons waited 20 years to do that. and <laughs> They, they ran out of ideas of you know, setting up the background. To, to go back, this is another episode that um, I think benefits from a second watch, too, more than more than any other episode up to this point. Because Jake's motivations are much more clear when you watch it a second time. Like, I don't know if it came across. Did you guys get why he was on the skateboard, the conductor? Because he didn't have legs? No. It was because the entire time Finn was going on about how creepy and uncool this guy is. So it it annoyed Jake. So Jake immediately went, sat down, 
and decided to become the conductor and make him as cool as possible. The idea being to make him more likely to be chosen to be the bad guy. And so, but it backfired because he's like, oh, just did like a sick flip, you know, but he can't resist doing that creepy voice. So when he leaves, Finn's still like, yeah, he's even creepier than before. And that's why Jake takes immediate protest. He's like, no, he's amazing. He's you don't know what you're talking about. That's the reason they did the skateboard thing. So it's kind of fun to go back and watch it again, kind of under that lens. Hmm. Well, that is very interesting. Speaking of Jake trying to be cool, he believes that he has the best advice for Finn in the episode Go With Me, in which it's couples movie night, and Jake is going to bring Lady Rainicorn, and Finn has no one to bring, because you have to bring someone you can smooch, and the duck Finn finds won't smooch him, and a blanket is not smoochable. Uh, I freaking love that they use the word smooch for kiss throughout the episode. So Jake gives Finn tips for how to get Princess Bubblegum to go with him to the movies because Finn thinks he can bring Bubblegum because they're such good friends and they won't have to smooch. But Bubblegum is busy practicing for the Whistle Death Championship. The Whistling Choir Deathmatch Championship. Thank you. So Jake tries to give Finn lady advice to get her to decide to realize that she actually does want to go to the movies with him. But part of that advice is getting Marceline to make Bubblegum jealous. Marceline's all for helping them, but she has advice of her own. And this goes back and forth with Finn choosing uh, Marceline's help over Jake's. Jake getting cranky because he hasn't had enough spaghetti, which brings us one of the best moments in a while when Jake finally does get spaghetti and realizes that he should apologize to Finn. But the way that he reveals that he's eaten spaghetti is very, it's, it's subtle. It's, hey, Finn, I've been looking for you. I wanted to apologize. Want any leftover spaghetti? Love I'm glad it. you pointed that out because that was also a highlight of the episode for me. Yeah. yeah, so good. In the end, Finn thinks that Marceline is the one that he needs to take to the movies. Marceline gets frustrated, goes full, full-blown monster on them, and asks uh, Finn if he really wants that to be his girlfriend. Finn says he's not looking for a girlfriend. He really just wants someone to go to the movies with him. And Marceline says, oh, if you just want a friend, I'll go to the movies with you. They go to the movies. They see that it's a romance. And they ride wolves through the screen to end the episode. What did you guys think? Did you like this one? I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, what would be much cuter, Brad, is if you wore a loot suit yourself. I would never. Oh, come on. Bubblegum's name is Bonnie. Is that a new thing? Her name is Bonnabelle Bubblegum. Okay. I did not know that. So when they called her Bonnie, I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's her name. And then also, I love the way Finn would say fun when he got, like, uh, when he became obsessed with it. And he's like, you know, fun's a weird word if you keep saying it too often. Fun. Fun. Yeah. No. That was great. I love it, At So, yeah, it was a cute episode. I dug it. Same here. It's kind of forgettable in the in the grand scheme of things. Um, I feel like I forget it all the time. Um, yeah, the I one... actually feel like I almost forgot it as I was doing the recap just now. <laughs> oh, we could tell. What am, t- what am I talking about? Was this an ep- yeah. is this Adventure Time? The one moment I always remember, though, is when she's holding back the wolves. And, uh, and he says uh, – she says, there are wolves in my room. He goes – I know. I put them there. And the next scene is the banana guard just dragging him out. And <laughs> yes. he looks sad and confused. I always remember that part. I never remember what episode it's from. but it, uh, And then the pretzel gate that comes down. The very ominous salted pretzel gate that gets shut. So, that doesn't really seem like the best gate to use. I could just eat that or burst through it. I, I like to imagine it's really stale pretzel. Mm, those are no good. 
Or like those really hard like Snyder sourdough pretzels that are super <laughs> there you thick. Go. That's sort of what I meant. Yeah, like that. And they're really thick and it's super salty. So you wouldn't want to try to eat it anyway or even like lick it. So they thought of that. All right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I think Maybe. this episode had more little touches that were amazing than a lot of episodes. Like the ones you mentioned, Finn, Finn getting dragged out, the fun stuff. Fun. Girls love fun more than anything. Fun, fun, fun. 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 Ha <laughs> You said fun so much? It sounds all weird now. Fun. 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 So, what do you like to do for fun, Finn? <laughs> I don't know. I just... There were a lot of things that didn't necessarily need to be there but i'm really happy they were there agreed do you guys use snapchat at all no No. i don't want dick pics sent to me yeah i don't want dick pics sent to me either but i use it for burger weekly and you're also in brooklyn so that's why you snapchat my friend used to work in brooklyn and he had two friends who only communicated through snapchat and no other like form of social media or or, like text or anything yeah i'm not in brooklyn but um you were though i was i was and i'm going back soon but you're you're a product of brooklyn I'm, in, I'm, I'm a product of Chicago, but I'm, a, I'm definitely going back to Brooklyn. Anyway, this really hot girl uh, added Burger Weekly on Snapchat, and now I, I'm stalking her on Instagram, and she is just such a hot girl. Dude, if you send her a picture of your dick, she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry that wasn't meant for you. That'd it's be really funny. It's your way in. But she's in England. Ah, uh, well, buy a plane ticket. Also, aren't you dating someone? Yeah, that was like, going to be my next thing. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, look, this is on the internet. It's, it's, it's harmless. Listen, she's still hot, okay? Whether you're dating yeah. someone. I'm not on sending the internet, her... everyone has a different zip code. And, also, <laughs> everyone is hot on the internet. False. And I'm not sending her a dick pic. If you and What's-Her-Face don't work out, you have random England The best deck. part about dick pics is it doesn't even have to be your dick. <laughs> what are you if saying? you have a close-knit friend, you can get a proxy dick. Oh my god, this is so weird. Brad, have you heard that selfie song by the Chainsmokers? Um, I think I have not. It's pretty funny. I don't know why, but it reminds me of you sometimes. The selfie? I don't take selfies. I know, but you're, you're like the internet culture is like your thing. That's true. So, that's that's. I'm sorry. I've never taken a selfie. I don't think that's true at all. I've definitely not taken a selfie recently. Okay, so it's not a it's not a habit of mine. It's not a good habit. Though. Some kid like almost killed himself because he was taking too many selfies. It's fucked up. I wish he, he like had. got it in his head. He was looking for the perfect selfie, and I guess the crushing reality of the fact. No, that... stop it. No, I'm dead serious. This can't be real. That's what I. Why? Well, I, I mean, I, I just I read it and didn't do any investigating, which is bad of me. I'm usually really good about going. No, that's not true. But that's what I heard. He was like. He realized he would never be perfect and tried to, like, off himself. Uh, well, we've got to move this along. Let me know when you're ready. I'm re- I've been ready. We've been recording for this whole Shut up! Oh, boy. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, speaking of fun, there are some bears that are having too much fun in the belly of a beast in the episode Belly of the Beast. Kevin, tell us about it. All right, so the episode starts out where a giant monster roaming around outside wakes Jake and Finn up. And they both wake up and they both actually think they're still dreaming. So they go outside to hang out with this monster before they stop dreaming. And this monster is angry because fireworks keep shooting off in his belly. And you can see them coming out of his mouth when he roars. Uh, So they hear someone screaming, help me, in the belly of the beast. So Finn and Jake decide they have to go inside and save whatever it is. And the monster is eating trees, so they latch onto a tree and get ate. And they go inside the belly of the beast, titular line. 
It turns out it's a teddy bear who's screaming, help me. He's not in any danger, but he wants them to help him put up some streamers for a party. And it turns out there's a teddy bear rave going inside the monster's belly. And each bear has some item or symbol on their stomach, but uh, nothing really comes of that. So Jake and Finn kind of think about their situation, how all the bears are in a stomach, and they know what happens to things in stomach. They get digested, and they get turned into the stuff, as they put it. So they try to convince these bears that parting in the stomach's a bad idea, but no one's listening to them, except for this one little bear named Cubby, who he seems to get what's going on, but no one will listen to him because he's just a kid. And he says, if you want to take them out of the stomach, you're going to need to talk to Party Pat, who I guess is the guy who's behind the whole thing. And he sleeps on the monster's heart. So Finn and Jake uh, go to Party Pat, and he says, before he'll get the bears out of there, they need to party with him. This involves things like break dancing, eating pancakes, playing chicken, and singing karaoke. Pat kind of tricks him in saying that wasn't partying, but he goes, ah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. You guys are real party animals. So Finn finally tells Party Pat that it's a monster's belly they're partying in, which seems to be news to him. He tells the rest of the bears, they don't really seem to mind. They're just going to still hang out in there. So Finn and Jake are standing in the monster's mouth chatting, kind of deciding how they're going to convince them to get out of here. And they decide, you know, they may not be in any immediate danger, but the, one of them says out loud, it's not like he's drinking lava or anything. So, of course, this encourages the monster to head towards a volcano to do just that. And the bears are still partying, and they need to get the attention of them. So Jake and Finn sing a sad song about how all of their favorite foods are dead. And that gets all their attention, and they get kind of sad. And the lava starts rushing in, so they know they got to get out. And the only escape is through the intestines. So they rush out of the, the backside of the monster, and Finn and Jake are saying, yeah, you're free, but Pat and the rest of the bears want to go back inside the monster because they need a fat party place to grind in. And they like the belly for that. Jake decides that Pat is sick for this idea, and he goes inside to watch TV. Finn thinks there's no way that the monster is going to let him back inside the stomach because they kept shooting off fireworks. But then he gets an idea, and he whispers it to Pat. So Pat and Ben makes a deal with the monster. They will no longer party with fireworks, but instead use lasers as to not hurt him anymore. Monster swallows the, all the bears, gives Finn a thumbs up while he opens his mouth and sees the laser inside. And Finn also decides he wants nothing to do with this and goes after Jake. And that's how this episode ends. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. Brad, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it's a great episode, I think. It has another one of those little moments that are one of my favorites. When Finn and Jake are running around outside the monster because they think he's part of their dream. And they're just saying, you know, dream monster, dream monster, whatever they're saying. And then uh, Jake gets hit and flown across the plane, comes back, tells Finn that he doesn't think this is a dream. The way Finn says, oh, well, then it's time to get real is amazing. <laughs> and then they start fighting the monster. It's really good stuff. I really like the party bears. I like the music. This, we're, we're really starting to, to get into the height of the musical era of Adventure Time, which has sadly since ended with the uh, departure of Rebecca Sugar from the show. But we're in it now, so I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Yeah, I dug it a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot as well. Uh, this is one that I forget about too, but uh, just because not for any particular reason other than I just haven't seen it very much. And if not for a recent episode, I would not have known, and I won't give it away, because obviously that's a segment we do, who plays Party Pat. But yeah, it's uh, it's super funny. I like they don't that they don't explain what's going on with the bears' tummies. It's a Care Bear reference. I mean, I assume it is, but the fact that it's just like arbitrary stuff like bombs and stuff, I, I like that, that there was sort of, you couldn't well, that, immediately. I think, it, I think that's like rave iconography. That was kind of my guess. I mean, I feel like not all of it or... I mean, even a good bit of it didn't seem to make any direct sense unless it was uh, uh, just kind of went over my head as a person who does not go to many raves. Right. Um, 
which is entirely possible. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was the Care Bears. There was a lot of uh, good, yeah, again, good songs in here. The Bears one uh, in particular. I, I always forget about that song and sort of the pantheon of songs, but that one's really, really good. And, the bears, um, bears, 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 bears song. That is a yes. great song. <laughs> yes, it's great because of how bad it is and how and how they like draw it out, to, almost to the point where like they say, "All right, if it's not thirty seconds, it's not a song" or something like that, arbitrary, and so they have to draw it out. Yeah, it's really funny. And then the last shot of. The creature, I, you know, as soon as he swallows them all, you want that shot. And he smiles and just lasers everywhere. It's so perfect. So I like this one a lot. That's I'm not a big one. rave kid either, Justin. But I got to say, if they're serving pancakes at raves, I might need to change this and go to some raves. Yeah, that's a thing now. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Well, speaking of pancakes and other food items, the hot dog knights who work for Hot Dog Princess have gotten themselves into a spot of bother. They're stuck in a, in a labyrinth. Because at the center of this maze is a snake that will grant any wish in the episode The Limit. So Finn and Jake go to rescue them and find that they didn't get very far. But regardless, they Finn and Jake want to get to the center of the labyrinth. Mostly because of the hot dog night's um, very encouraging cheers for Jake. So Jake ties himself around something at the at the end of the, of the maze uh, and stretches himself so that they can get to the center of the labyrinth and know where they came from. They meet all kinds of obstacles along the way, and Jake keeps Finn keeps uh, begging Jake to stop stretching because his intestines are getting so thin. And then Jake is about to always listen to Finn, but the hot dog knights, who are so stupid, keep urging Jake and Finn to go on, so they do. Um, they get to the center of the labyrinth. They all get their wishes. Of course, the hot dog knights' wishes are ridiculous and and stupid. Jake ends up dying because he needs a sandwich so badly, so that's what he wishes for. And Finn wishes for the ancient psychic tandem war elephant, which seems to leave Jake dead. But Finn knows that the ancient psychic tandem war elephant, if it succumbs to Finn's will, will himself wish for Jake's uh, the return of Jake's life and the life of the hot dog knights who died. It does just that and they all fly off into the horizon together. This is one of my favorite episodes, mostly because I think the concept is cool, the uh, animation is really cool, the ancient psychic tandem war elephant, which for all purposes should creep me out because it's a two-headed elephant, doesn't, I guess because it's not human, and I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I, I just dig it a lot. See, I thought it was pretty boring and dragged in the middle. So I was just ready for it to be over. The ancient psychic tandem war elephant. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. Like, the payoff was uh, was decent. I like them saying, yeah, boy, as they flew from the sky. Yeah, boy! No, you weren't supposed to have your wishes come true. You were supposed to die! Now bust us out of here! Yeah, boy! Otherwise, I was I was done with it. What do you think, Jay? I thought it was okay. I, I really oh, actually don't guys. like watching the episode. Um, Why? Because Jake's stretching, especially that face when you realize how thin he's gotten, uh, it's just sort of agonizing. Like watching him stretch and sort of move like a, like a garden snake almost. Yeah, I, I agree. Because it wasn't even like a fun, like, oh, I hope Jake makes it better. I'm just like, stop stretching, you know, stretching this guy thin. Literally, it's not fun. It just seemed abusive. Oh, you guys really love Jake. It's Or we just don't like abuse. <laughs> like, or like unchecked abuse. Like that's, that it was wasn't really... unchecked. It had, had a point. They were, they had a mission they were trying to accomplish and Jake wanted them to get out at the end. Yeah, but they didn't. They accomplished the mission at the beginning. This was something like, he was risking his life for something like 
frivolous and ridiculous. But they had been talking about it since before they were in the maze when they were just, uh, you know, daydreaming at Hot Dog Princess's Kingdom. Right, it's true. And by the way, it, that's one of the best designed things ever in the show. I mean, just looking at it now. The ancient psychic just, tandem war elephant? Yeah, it's just crazy. It's got shotguns for tusks. It's got these like these shields in front of its eyes. It's got the the rocket feet, these little gems on the tusks as well that shoot beams or on the on the trunks that shoot beams. It's just and there's there's little posts on one leg to help you climb up the elephant. It's it's crazy and very cool, but um yeah, I don't know. It's just it was hard to keep watching that when uh and just especially how stupid those <laughs> those hot dog nights were. And the fact that he could get the better of Jake so easily. It would be one of those normal things where you feel like Finn would talk him out of doing it, but he no, doesn't. No, but I think, I think that Jake acts like this throughout the rest of the series, where like it becomes very easy to get him to do Well, not the rest, until maybe until, well, I don't want to spoil, uh, until a certain change in his life. I think it's always easy to get Jake to do things if you push certain buttons. And I like that Jake addresses it. He's like, okay, guys, I'm not going to do this anymore. Oh, who am I kidding? All you have to do is say my name a few times, and I'll do it. I love that. I thought it was hilarious. Right. I mean, I guess it just seems like one of those things that Finn would stop him from doing at some point. That's what it it felt like. It just went on and on uh, the stretching and just the sort of um, I, I don't know. It's this it's this thing that always bothered me about the Harry Potter movies. Moving on to something like totally separate, where and I can't comment on the books. Cause I haven't read the books. I tried to read the books. I didn't like it when I was a kid, and I just stopped. Um, there's no respect for death. Um, and in the Harry Potter movies, you, uh, there's, there's sort of no respect for death and they'll talk about it gleefully saying, you know, you could die if you do this. So be careful, but no one really expects it to happen. But part just, of being young is feeling invincible. Right. That's true. But at the same time, I, I that, but that's Finn. That's a, that's a Finn thing to feel invincible. Jake is also not so old. He's like in his 20, he's like 26 in dog years. So I feel like he's older. I've, I've always felt like he's a little older than that. He's just like... Um... It, but it also doesn't seem like a Finn thing to do to let them put up with the abuse that the that the hot dog knights are putting him through. But, uh, well, Finn's trying to count to convince Jake to not, but there's that pull from the ancient psychic tandem war elephant. He wants it too. Sure. He just, he cares about Jake way more than the hot dog knights do, but in the back of his mind, he's like, you know what? I want that ancient psychic tandem war elephant. Yeah, I, I mean, again, and then that's the thing is that how many times do we see the ancient psychic tandem war elephant again? Never. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, it, it, it never comes back, but it comes back in a lot of non-canonical things. Like it comes back in a bunch of video games and Finn addresses the comic I've, I've, I've heard is semi-canonical. Not not, but not yes. And Finn addresses in the comic where where the where the ancient psychic tandem war elephant is. So when later on, when we run out of episodes to talk about, need to talk about the comic book. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. So yeah, this is probably the first time we've had like a, a staunch disagreement about a split on uh, an episode like this. Yeah, I was, I, I was very sad. It was the last of the four episodes too. Cause I was like, great, great, great. Nah. Ah, see, it's so funny. I like this one a lot, but it's interesting because before I watched this one, I had read a bunch of interviews with a lot of the animators and writers, and they were all really excited for it because of the way that they animated it and the way that they, you know, did the physics of Jake stretching. And so I was geeked, and maybe I just had it in my head. No, you know what? I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I like this one. No, too late. You already did. No, I didn't. I didn't. I never said sorry. I never said no. I was just that was just the thing. You know what? And they're on my side. Well, then you win. 
on 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 Voxer last night, I was with, I was talking to Angel Slane, and we just ended up talking in LSP impressions back and forth. I thought someone did a Melissa impression. She did. Eventually. Okay. Yeah. Once we ran out of LSP things to say, she got to Melissa. Why don't we get to the snail search? Let's get to the hashtag snail search. On a mystery train, when Finn goes exploring for clues, the snail can be seen in the kitchen up with the pots and pans, like uh, above a preparation table or something. In Go With Me, when they cut to the drive-in movies, you see Marceline and Finn sitting on the top of a truck, what it looks like, or like a hill that kind of the, the end of it looks like a truck. There's also a hill like that next to them, and the snail can be seen in one of the, the truck's windows. In Belly the Beast, when they when Jake and Finn first walk in and they reveal all the bears partying, when they show a shot of the DJ bear, the snail's just in the crowd of bears out there. And in The Limits, when they do that montage that has them going through the labyrinth, the snail is on one of the blocks by a secret passage they open up. And that's the hashtag snail search. You're going to really have a fun time with the snail search next week. Fun meaning? Fun meaning not so much fun. The snail the snail is incorporated in a big way. Into I bet I find the snail! Oh, God. <laughs> I thought you meant fun, like, massive difficulty finding the snail. No, as in front and center snail becomes a character. Oh my god, you guys! The snail search is going to evolve. And there's a really cool voice, guest voice next week. Actually, there's four. But before we get to that, let's talk about the voices this week. In Mystery Train, Keith Ferguson, who I say is a special guest voice because he voiced one of my favorite cartoon characters ever, Blue in Foster's Home for Imaginary Children. <laughs> You're going to say Blue's Clues. Nope, Blue in Foster's. He does the voice of many characters on the Mystery Train, Colonel Candy Cane, Colonel Candy Corn, the Candy Cane Guy, Dr. Donut. There are no special voices in Go With Me because it's all regular characters. Uh, Andy Samberg does the voice of Party Pat in Belly of the Beast, which is pretty cool. And Steve Agee, I believe, makes his debut as one of the Hot Dog Knights. So if you're a big uh, Sarah Silverman program fan, keep an ear out for Steve Agee. And if you are, never speak to me again. You don't like that show? I hate Sarah Silverman. I think she is so not funny. But have you watched her show? No, of course not. Oh, it's a pretty funny show. And his character on that show, AG's character on that show, is actually considered quite groundbreaking because it was him and Brian Posehn as these two huge fat slobs who happen to be a gay couple. And Honestly, they're the reason to watch the show. In my yeah, opinion. I really do enjoy Brian Posehn, so I'll give you that. And Steve um, Agee is like a less, is a slightly less weird Brian Posehn. That's, that's exactly what he is. Yeah. Um, he's also very funny. So, uh, yeah, I actually would say definitely check out the Sarah Silverman program. Even if you don't like Sarah, it's not, I mean, it's her humor, but it's definitely a, a show that does some really cool things. Um, speaking of shows, did either of you, and Andy Samberg actually, did either of you see the Brooklyn Nine-Nine finale last night? No, I'm going to watch it actually right after we oh hang up. That's God. what I'm doing too. Same yeah. thing. Awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a good finale. I actually didn't know it was the finale until today. So I was like, what? No, you can't do this to me. <laughs> so I'm yeah. a little nervous now because it's the shoes on the other foot. You're the one with spoilers that we don't have. Yeah, yeah please don't. I'm no, oh, God, I will never spoil. Okay. Spoiler, so. You're better than us. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm very glad that you're both going to be watching because I definitely want to chat about it at some yeah. point. It's, it's uh, very I, good. I love that show. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. It's actually the show that made me a Sandberg fan. I didn't like him before Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, so you have like the the Lonely Island and oh, that's yeah, true. I did well. I didn't like what's his, what's that? Daddy's boy. That's my boy. I Daddy. felt like he was gonna go on that Sandler career path of just oh, a shitty movie every one point five years, and it. I thought, oh, that's that's depressing. So when he did this show, I was excited because I liked it right from the get go. Yeah, but I liked Hot Rod. 
I just didn't like. I don't like anything. I don't like any Sandler property, basically. Right, right. Every so often, I'll watch that scene in Hot Rod where they're just dancing to Two of Hearts by Stacey Q by the <laughs> by the van. Just yeah. like sometimes I'm just like, this needs to happen right now, and then I and then that's what I do. Right. Well, basically, if you put Ian McShane in anything, I'm a fan. So, uh, Hot Rod had my vote from the beginning. Even I saw the trailer for Hercules today, and it looks. I don't know if it looks terrible or if it just looks like The Rock looks terrible in it. But Ian McShane narrates it, so I'm you're in. I'm in. <laughs> All right then. Let's talk about Twitter. At Justin J Houston is my Twitter. It is also my name. Uh, is where my thoughts go when I write them. I didn't do a Rub Raw last week. I'll probably do one this week, and it will be funny, and you'll read it. So go read it at PW Ponderings, which is the website I posted on. I post my thoughts on Twitter, Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at KFord13 to talk about wrestling and Adventure Time and comics and other fun things. Also, you should be following at PW Ponderings on Twitter since they are the ones that present this podcast each and every week. And they plug the show a lot there. So we really appreciate that. Also, be sure to subscribe to Pro Wrestling Ponderings on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Search PWP Podcasts. If you subscribe, be sure to leave a five-star review and say some nice things. Listen to all the other podcasts on there as well. And if you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, you get the show a day early on Sundays when it comes on pwponderings.com on Mondays. So there's all that. Brad. You can follow me at Garoongate and at Burger Weekly. You can now add me on Snapchat at Burger Weekly. I promise I will not send you any dick pics. It is strictly a branding thing for Well, then I'm not following. Not his, not his dick. Justin, what did you just send me? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> What the hell is this photo? Do they shoot in widescreen now? What Snapchat? Yeah, that was a that was a dick joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Yikes! You <laughs> this can is also a show follow, for children. You can follow Flipping the Pig at ZG Cool Kids Table on Twitter. Uh, we retweet stuff there. Sorry, there's no original content. Yeah. And yeah, what? Well, right. We keep saying that. <laughs> None of us do anything about We're it. a lot of time. Justin, for real, what is this picture? It's a picture of. Uh... Is that Mark Briscoe? Harry and the Hendersons, but it's where Mark Briscoe's head uh, has replaced the giant creature. Really, <laughs> really scary. More like scary in the Hendersons, am I right? I didn't see that picture until you. I didn't know it was a real thing. I thought you were just making a joke about Justin sending you a pic of his D. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Misleading. Well, thanks for flooping the pig. I flooped the pig. Brad, you want to go smooch?